wish I win is starting to power into the race and quickly I wish I win at the 200 metres a shot to the front Gypsy Goddess along the rails Fangirl late on the scene I wish I win in front here's Fangirl the outside Fangirl goes to I wish I win who kicked and won I wish I win just from Fangirl and Gypsy Goddess in a great finish On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was I Wish I Win holding off Fangirl and a thrilling finish to the Golden Eagle yesterday. Trainer Peter Moody is on the line. Pete, good morning. Congratulations. Terrific scenes at Rose Hill yesterday. That that was some race, Pete. Yeah, no, it was, Ray, and uh, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, no, it was special. Mm. It's sort of different, uh, I've got to say. Luke and I were discussing it on the way home you know, it's our biggest ever payday in a new race and uh, as thrilling as it feels and everything. It sort of just has that little different feel being mm. a new race, I suppose. Yeah. Like, it's not one of the old classics. It's uh, not a time-honoured. But, uh, well, crikey, it's a big payday. <laughs> exactly. What about you? I love what you were saying after the race and there's a lot of debate about it and everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's entitled an opinion. I know that. But... Carnival clashes happen right through the year. The autumn starts the same time. The spring starts yep. the same time, Sydney and Melbourne. But what this is doing, though, is the, the competition is driving this industry. It's so robust now. The prize money is the envy of the world. And you made mention yesterday, everyone has got a chance now, from the, the school teacher in Hobart to the plumber in Townsville, I think you said, everyone's got a chance to potentially race for this huge prize money. And a and a potential probably for the first time in history to have a return on investment. Mm, mm. You know, the old saying in racing used to be the best way to make a small fortune start with a large one. <laughs> and, and 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 undoubtedly that was correct for you know hundreds of years. Mm. But now the way racing's going, and, and we've got to be careful. We don't want to be known as an elitist, you know, mm. wealthy sport. Um, when sometimes some parts of the country are struggling in that. But yesterday, the way they involved the charities, mm. that's great. And, and to see the smile on the face of those people from muscular dystrophy, yep. mm. um, they got a half a million in their pocket yesterday. And, and to see how wrapped they were and talking to the young girls that really had no interest or no idea in racing. And, and, and I had a great chat to them about 10 minutes after the race. And that was more thrill than winning the race mm. in saying, you know, we are a wonderful sport. We are a wonderful industry. We're a very sharing and caring lot of people. I said it might look big with the prize money, but... We're always the first to step up to the plate when someone needs a hand, whether it's in our industry or outside it. We get a lot of free kicks against us because we're a gaming industry and and those things. But uh, when you see the smile on those people's faces yesterday and the acknowledgement of our sport and our industry, that really makes it worthwhile. You know, well said, Pete. Hey, Pete, just on the horse, I wish I win. Um, he came across to you from New Zealand. I think your comment to me yesterday was we thought he might win a couple of nice country cups over the mile around Victoria, but you never know where the racehorse to You never know where that ceiling is. Well, you never know where the bottom is and that two- to three-year-old gap and then that three- to four-year-old gap, how they improve and how they develop and form around some very nice horses in New Zealand. And, you know, Mark Chittick sort of, you know, suggested to me you should get involved with this horse because, uh, you know, when you look at our country cup circuit down here like yours up there, mm -hmm. You know, they're all of sort of 100, 200, 300,000. And Mark and I having a chat late last night, very late for him, yeah. and that late for me. You know, yesterday he would have been running in a $40,000 handicap at, at Matamata. 
uh, that type of thing. Mm. Um, and, and there he is, putting a 10 million look at Rose Hill. So, uh, you know, congratulations for them for the foresight and, and hoping that we could win one of those country cups and they've uh, ended up with a dream uh, yeah. in winning the Golden Eagle. Uh, Peter, you mentioned previously loyalty can be a rare commodity in racing, but you and Luke Nolan, you go back so far and you've had mm. such great times, good, bad, and you've got such a strong bond. Yeah, well, we've both had plenty of splinters in the arse through our careers. Um, but, uh, you know, we've had nearly 900 wins together and that doesn't happen by mistake. And, and it doesn't happen by lack of ability on either of our behalves. It's, uh, you've got to roll with the punches and, and you've got to ride out the bad times. And, and there is some bad times and you struggle. And uh, you struggle to sell my worth to clients. I struggle to sell Luke's worth to clients. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think when people appreciate the success that we've enjoyed together for a lot of different clients, a lot of different connections, mm. at the end of the day, they realise that we really work together. And if people place horses in my stables, they know Luke Nolan is going to be the jockey that I go to to get the job done when the conditions suit. Mm. And he's the first bloke to put his hand up and say, hey, put Jay Carr on this or put a three kilo apprentice on this or we'll try something different. It's not working for me. This horse and I aren't clicking. And that's why we've had so much success with Luke and even without Luke. And it's usually on his advice. So very important for me. And, uh, and I think he's riding at the peak of his form. This spring, uh, I, I haven't seen him look as hungry and as fit uh, for probably a decade. I'm talking back pre-Black Caviar days, um, yeah. which is really pleasing for me and really pleasing for the stable and clients. Yeah, there's no ego there with Luke, is there, Pete? He just goes about his business and just gets well, he it done. Sell, he, yeah. he doesn't sell himself, Ray, and, mm. and that's him. He, he's a laid-back country boy, a bit like myself, and and certainly probably not as vocal as myself. You know, he went to Rose Hill yesterday, and I think he had one ride in the Eagle, and that was after the race. Like, mm. I respect the fact that there's a lot of great riders in Sydney, and people usually have their usual connections, but you looked at some of the races and think, well, there's Al Nolan sitting in the room there, a bloke that's ridden... Mm. 30 or 40 Group 1 winners and multiple premierships and, uh, uh, you know, watching riders that haven't got his experience or mm. his nous or his ability going around. But I respect those people for being loyal to their own as well. But, you know, yeah. there's no reason why that bloke shouldn't go to every Group 1 meeting in Australia and uh, have a handful of rides like all the others. Because, mm. You know, he doesn't have the fanfare, uh, doesn't have the flair, full stop. Of, of our headline riders, but uh, by God, he gets the job done well and uh, he'll put his heart and soul on the line for you every time. Yeah, he certainly does. Hey, Pete, just quickly, um, I wish I win. Where to next? And have you had a th- chance at all to think about 2023 with this horse? Well, n- no, not really. Um, God, I reckon he'd be explosive down the Flemington Strait. Um, could he be a new market horse? Uh, I don't know. Could he be a Cox Plate horse? I, I, I don't know. But we know he's going to go very good at seven furlongs or a mile. <coughs> so uh, do I bring him back in time for a new market first up or something like that? I, I, that's a little inkling in the back of my mind. Uh, maybe there in an all-star mile and a Doncaster or something like that. Or, or you know where my heart lies in Queensland, even though I haven't lived there for three yeah. decades. Uh, God, he'd be a cracking ch- of course, what but now yeah. <laughs> he, he, he puts these wins together. And the Stradbrokes nearly become the toughest handicap in the country to win these mm. days. You've only got to look at the form out of it this year. And uh, we saw a brilliant example yesterday uh, there at Rose Hill, Private Eye and a few others. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of great prize money between, you know, every state in Australia, not just yeah. New South Wales and Victoria. So, uh, and he's a gelding and he's sound. He started life with a very, very bent leg. 
And congratulations to Waikato on the team. They let nature take its course. They didn't go putting screws and bridges and bloody strips mm. and everything on them that we all do, and I'm as guilty as anyone as a breeder. Uh, they let nature take its course. This horse has mended and corrected himself, and it doesn't always happen. But he's bone-hardened and he's very sound, so there's no reason why he can't race for another two or three seasons and, and, and be a private eye or an Eduardo or a nature strip type horse. I'm not putting him in their category, don't get me wrong there, but the longevity, if you look after these geldings, uh, it, you know, it's there for a long, long time with these great prize money races. Now, there was no champagne last night, Peter. I saw, like all good Queenslanders, you took <laughs> to celebrations with a good old 4X. Yeah, well, my family had a big day down at Derby Day here. I didn't tell them until two weeks ago that I wasn't going to be there and I wasn't going to have a runner. <laughs> so the girls had all planned Derby Day, and I rang them when I got off the plane, and they were having a great evening in the city, and I thought, there's no being the last one arriving to the party at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I came home and sat on the back balcony with the dogs, uh, and uh, three or four big bottles of 4X Gold, and I don't have to kid myself there. I'm, I'm that grateful for Castle York United or Line Nathan for the sponsorship of the Eagle. Um, I'd probably be their biggest consumer in Victoria, but I just sat there quietly on my own and I tried to answer as many of the messages as I can. And thanks very much for the well wishes out there. And uh, yeah, bowled into bed about midnight after a few beers. And uh, there's not a lot of life in my house this morning, I've got to say. Even even daughters and and uh, girlfriends and people that I don't even know who live here are asleep in my house at the moment. And I'm just about finished the feed run. So. I think I'm going to be a lot better off for it. Yeah, trainers just don't sleep, do they, Pete? Hey, look, Pete, <laughs> congratulations so much on yesterday. It was it was um, terrific scenes post-race. Um, yeah. Best of luck for the rest of the carnival, and thanks for coming on on a Sunday morning. Yeah, no, thanks very much, team. And uh, once again, congratulations to Racing New South Wales and the ATC. That was a great thing yesterday. And you won't see much more of me in the spring. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm out of bullets now. <laughs> I, uh, I fired my last salvo yesterday, and... Uh, it was a good way to go out, but let's hope they have a great cup week down here at Flemington. Uh, yeah. Really look forward to seeing it, and uh, congratulations, best wishes, and uh, hopefully uh, safety to all concerned.